The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. I want to welcome you today to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church, which is located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCool, and I serve as pastor of Zion Primitive Baptist Church. We are a congregation of believers in the sovereign grace of God where families worship together through the simple practice of preaching, praying, and singing. If you live in this area or are visiting here, we would love to have you attend worship services with us. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. and the first and third Wednesday evenings at 6.30 p.m. I'm happy to note that our daily podcast is featured on Grace Alone Radio, which you can find at gracealoneradio.net. You can find the schedule on the website, and you can also download an app to your phone so that you can listen wherever you are. Grace Alone Radio is a 24-hour streaming service which carries the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. That's near the intersection of County Road 49 and Alabama Highway 159, about 10 miles north of Gordo, Alabama, and about 8 miles northeast of Reform, Alabama. If you're interested in finding more sermons, you can go to our website at zionpbc.com, that's z-i-o-n-p-b-c.com, where you'll find all of our posted sermons as well as a link to subscribe to our podcast. You can also subscribe to our website which will update you every time a new sermon is posted. We were blessed recently to have Elder Mark Quarles, pastor of Providence Primitive Baptist Church in Stringer, Mississippi, to be our guest minister. Brother Mark preached a powerful message about the Word of God. He reminded us that the Word of God is inspired by God, but not only is it inspired by God, it is preserved by God. It's not just the Word in general. It's been preserved. It's the very words. Each individual word has been preserved. Today's message is the first half of that sermon, and I hope you'll join us for the entire sermon, which will show us some rich truths about how God speaks to us every day through his word. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit. I know that I am
have your Bibles, I'd like to begin in Matthew chapter 24. We'll be jumping around. Most old Baptist churches have an article of faith that says something like this, that we believe that the scriptures of the Old and the New Testament are the revealed word of God and our only rule of faith and practice. So I'd like to, the Lord being our helper, talk some actually on the scriptures tonight. The Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 35 would say, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words, plural, shall not pass away. That not only means that this word as a whole that we hold in front of us tonight would not pass away. But Jesus says the words in the word would not pass away. We go to Psalms chapter 12. We'll see where the psalmist gives us some precious verses. Psalms chapter 12 and verse 6, the psalmist would write that the words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. He said, again, not just the word as a whole is pure, but the words in the word are pure. The words of the Lord are pure words. How pure? He goes on to say, as silver tried or tested in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Now seven in the Bible is the number of perfection, it's the number of completion. So he's describing here a completely perfect, pure words. We were to take silver and put it under the fire one time and then take the dross off. And you do that two times and then three times and then four times and then five times up to seven times, you have an extremely pure silver. And he's painting this analogy to show how pure his word is and how pure the words in the word is. He said, thou shalt keep them, O Lord, Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. That word keep literally has the connotation of to protect by a military guard. To protect by a guard. Now I've learned in my life I'm a U.S. probation officer by profession and I've been in law enforcement a long time. Prior to that, I worked as a security guard. And I came to know that the security of any place is only as good as the guard at the front gate. I came in one morning, I was working as a security guard at the mall, and I came in one morning and my boss, the supervisor of the security guard says, well, Greg's not here anymore. I said, well, what happened? He said, well, he slept all night on duty. 
And he said, you know that bed display that the furniture store had set up in the mall? He said, he slept in that bed. And he said, you know, Mark, he didn't even have the courtesy to make up the bed. <laughs> I think the supervisor was even madder that, you know, it's one thing to slip off and accidentally fall asleep. It's another thing to crawl in the bed. And then you don't even bother to make up, make up the bed. So the boss was mad. So the security of man can fail. How good do you think the security in the mall was that night with the guard asleep? So the security that man provides always has chinks in the armor, can always fail. But I'm telling you, this verse is not talking about the security man provides. It's talking about the security that Almighty God supplies. He said, thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou art the military guard that guards the words in this book. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. God made the promise that in every generation, God's people would be blessed with God's perfect words. What a promise. You know, this book has been banned. This book has been burned. This book has been restricted from the common man. Many lives have been lost so that we may have a copy of the scriptures in English. But through it all, no matter how much the devil and all of his angels would desire to destroy this book from off the face of the globe. By the promise of Almighty God, God said, I'll keep it. Amen. From this generation forever, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to preserve it. And God Almighty always keeps his promises. Now the book we hold to and the book in front of us tonight is the King James Version. Now in our day-to-day, -day, we have many modern versions that some people look to. If you look at all the modern versions there are in the world today, they all come from basically two manuscripts. One is Codex Vaticanus. One is Codex Sinaiticus. Those are not the manuscripts the King James Bible is based on. King James Bible is based on a group of manuscripts and it's hundreds and hundreds, even thousands of manuscripts and fragments of manuscripts that the King James Bible is based on and it's called the Textus Receptus. You know when Codex Vaticanus, which was a manuscript found in the Vatican Library that was hid for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, was located roughly around the 1500s. Somebody may think, Brother Mark, the church had been in existence a long time in the 1500s. But they located this manuscript in the Vatican Library around the 1500s. Codex Sinaiticus was found at the bottom of a uh, monastery 
believed to be at the foot of Mount Sinai. I don't think it was Mount Sinai, but that's a, another message for another day. And it wasn't found until many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years after the church was established. And all modern translations are based on those two manuscripts that the church of the Lord Jesus Christ didn't have for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. But you know what? The manuscripts of the Textus Receptus had been in existence and the church had access to them from the very beginning. And if you trace where we trace our primitive Baptist lineage from, you know what you'll see? That the primitive Baptist lineage always had those true manuscripts of the Textus Receptus. You see, you know what the devil did early on? He tried to counterfeit God's word. That's the way the devil operates. So you had the true line of the Textus Receptus manuscripts that were actually acknowledged and used by what we believe is the true church throughout ages. And then you had these false manuscripts in the Vaticanus and Sinaiticus that all the modern translations are based on. If God's word is truly in those manuscripts of Vaticanus and Sinaiticus that all the modern translations are based on, I've got a question. Did God keep his word in Psalms 12? God said, I'll keep them. I'll preserve them from this generation forever. God Almighty promised that his people would have his words in every single generation. I'll tell you, little child of God, God Almighty kept that promise. And it was found in those Texas Receptus manuscripts that we now have in the King James Bible today. God Almighty kept his word. And we can be reconciled that the words that we have in this King James Bible in front of us are God's words. They're pure. We can rely on them. We go to Paul's writing to the young preacher Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 beginning in verse 14. Paul would write to Timothy and say, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. He didn't tell Timothy to try to come up with something new. He didn't tell Timothy to try to improve on what God gave. He told Timothy to continue, to continue. You know what the old Baptist church needs to do today? To continue in what the Lord Jesus Christ has given us and the pattern he set for us in the New Testament church. Continue in those things. Continue in God's truth. Continue in God's practice. Continue. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Well, where did he learn them? He learned them partly from the Apostle Paul. But you know, Timothy also had a, a godly mother and a godly grandmother named Lois and Eunice. 
And they had taught him the scriptures. Look at what it goes on to say. And that from a child. That word child literally has the connotation of a very small child. Thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Do you know that small children can learn the scriptures? You know the verses that I've tried to commit to memory like a week ago? I have trouble remembering. But you know the, the scriptures I committed to memory as a child? I can remember them to this day. He said, these scriptures that you've known from a child, they're able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. It's not saying that the scriptures themselves eternally save us, but it's saying they're what make you wise unto salvation. They're what tells you the good news of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done. That very first song we sang tonight, it is finished. And the scriptures teach us of what the Lord Jesus Christ and his death upon the cross of Calvary had done for us. Makes us wise and tells us the good news of the salvation that the Lord Jesus has brought us. And I'll tell you, that's news we need to hear. We need to keep hearing. The news of the world is generally bad news. But I'll tell you, the news in the, in the bonds of holy scriptures, the good news of the gospel. And I want to hear it. He said all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Not some of it. He said all of it. That word inspiration means more than something like we'd say today. Well, this musician was inspired to write this song. And they got some fluffy, puffy feeling and they wrote a song. Or an artist that felt inspired to paint a portrait. And they got some fluffy, puffy feeling on them and they did a portrait. This word means much more than that. It literally means God breathed. Means all scripture is God breathed. It means it is the words of God. These words that Paul wrote to Timothy, the Lord blessed him to pen them. But the words are not Paul's. The words are God Almighty's. He blessed Paul to pen them. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable. You know what profitable means? It means that you get more out of it than you put into it. You know, part of my retirement's in the stock market. In federal employees, it's called the thrift savings plan, but it's it's actually the stock market. And here lately, I've been putting a lot more into it than it looks like I'm getting out of it. But if something's profitable, you get a lot more out of it than you do what you put into it. You know, little child of God, we get a lot more out of the scriptures than we put into it. I'm going to tell you if we're the least bit faithful in reading the word of God. We'll get a lot more out of it than we put into it. What a blessing it is. He said it's profitable. It's profitable for doctrine. 
to teach us the things we hold most dear. Grace, predestination, election, the sovereignty of God, the everlasting love of God, the grace of God, the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. The scriptures is profitable for teaching us that. And it's profitable for proof. That means it's profitable in telling us when we done wrong. It's profitable for that. And it's profitable for correction. Not only tells us when we done wrong, it tells us what we need to do to get back on the right path. You know, we were using the GPS to get over here from, from Stringer, Mississippi tonight. And, you know, it'd be very frustrating if our Google Maps or our GPS just said, you messed up, you're lost. That'd be frustrating, wouldn't it? <laughs> if it told you you were wrong, but then didn't tell you how to get on the right path. You know, I've had it tell me you need to make a U-turn. I'll tell you, there's been times in my life where I've gotten on the wrong path and the path that did not please my Lord and my Savior. And the word of God would say, Mark, you need to make a U-turn. You've taken the wrong path, and here's the way to get back on the right path to do the will of our Lord and our Savior and to please him who's chosen us to be a soldier. The Bible's good for correction, and the Bible's good for instruction in righteousness. It not only tells us when we've done wrong, it not only tells us when we've been on the wrong path and then tells us how to get back on the right path, it tells us how to stay on the right path for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, complete, truly furnished unto all good works. You know what we need to live godly before God? You know the only book we need is right here. I thank God for men that have, that have written writings that are in agreement with this book and that have been a blessing. But I want to tell you, any writing of man's like this, and I don't care if you're looking at something I wrote, you better eat the chicken and throw away the bones. Because anything that sinful man writes, there's going to be some bones in it. But I'll tell you, in this book, there ain't no bones. <laughs> in this book, it's perfect that the man of God may be perfect, freely furnished unto all good works. I'll tell you, this is the only book we need to leave to faithfully serve our Lord Jesus Christ all the days of our life. And it instructs us. It answers all kind of questions about life. If it doesn't answer it specifically... There's principles in this book that help us to guide our path and our thinking. Due to the constraints of time, we will stop the message here. But please join us tomorrow for the conclusion of this message. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's Z-I-O-N-P-B-C-1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com.
Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.